Hello, and welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai, and I have two awesome, still very alive people with me today. Hi, I'm Marty. I'm usually here. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ray, and somehow I've been convinced to come back for the entire Final Destination series. I'm so sorry, Ray. <laughs> I, I promise I legitimately didn't mean for you to become the Final Destination person. They just happened to put all of them on Netflix. And I was like, well, <laughs> now that they're all on Netflix, we have to watch all of them. And like we did Ray the it's... first time. So why why should we be mean <laughs> and exclude him? You know, why yeah. not do a sequel, Ray? Here we are. Here we are. Somehow more anxiety than the first time. Yeah, this movie yeah. was a lot more stressful than the first one. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I was expecting more, like, goofy, silly. And there definitely was, like, some goofy, silly stuff. But this movie was really stressful to watch. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> one one hit after the other. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of fake-outs, too. And then when it finally hit, there was just blood everywhere this time. yeah. And, and a lot of fire and explosions, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, boy. Uh, <sighs> so, does anyone want to give a rundown of the basic plot of Final Destination 2? Uh, Ray, you're kind of good at that. <laughs> oh, am I? <laughs> sure. Um... <laughs> Final Destination 2 takes place one year after the explosion of Flight 180. You remember that one from the first movie? And Kimberly and her friends are getting ready to go to a trip to Daytona. And Kimberly has a vision of everybody on uh, Route 23 dying because of a log explosion pileup thing. And so she stops uh, a bunch of people from getting on the freeway. And they don't die, but other people die, like her friends, because they're not important. <laughs> they sure uh, aren't. Uh, the rest of the movie uh, is Kimberly and a few of the survivors, like uh, Mr. Policeman. Um, who else? Oh, Clear, Clear Rivers from the first movie, who is uh, a special guest appearance. And a bunch of other people, like Motorcycle Boy, Drug Man. Pregnant lady, businesswoman, and son all <laughs> trying to survive. And then they don't. They all die. But the thing is, how do they die? And what order is death killing them? Which is a plot point, apparently. Uh, eventually, Kimberly realizes that in order to escape uh, death's grasp, she has to, to die and be resuscitated, resuscitated back to life thanks to some visions she has throughout the movie. That's it. What did I just say? <laughs> you did a really good job, cause yeah, it's just a weird movie to explain. I guess I wasn't expecting it, sure it to is. tie in so much to the first one. Like I thought this would just be totally different, but no, there's like mm -hmm. references to the first one all throughout. They're like, oh yeah, uh, this takes place exactly a year later. Obviously, like Clear Rivers is in it. Um, apparently, there's some weird, confusing thing about how all of these characters were supposed to be places where the characters from the first movie died or like they're somehow connected to them but i'm not gonna go through all of yeah. that because i don't remember it off the top of my head that was convoluted yeah that was super convoluted. it was really convoluted was, um, well, one of our the favorite characters was supposed to like 
teach one day, but he took someone else's place, and it was the teacher from the old school that, like, got knifed <laughs> in the last one. And so he was supposed to die at his old school, but he didn't. And then the cop was supposed to look at the kid whose head fell off. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I mean, that's what happens! I, mean, like, I he, know! <laughs> he, like, goes to the train area, and then he screams, and then his head falls off because the train, like, whips some lumber into his face. Yeah, so I guess we can just start going through the deaths, because really, that's that's what we're here <laughs> for. Important. That's the that's oh, y'all didn't want to talk is. about y'all didn't want to talk about our favorite mortician making a comeback. He did. Oh, yeah, Tony, Todd's Tony Todd's in Todd this is one. in this movie again. He's so great, and he's great, and he's super like charming again, even though mm-hmm. he's dealing with dead bodies. And Clear is just not having it, and also he tells Kimberly how to cheat death for a little bit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't believe he broke the rules, or was that all part of the plan? Hmm. I guess mm. we'll find out in the third one. <laughs> we will. Will we? Will we? Maybe. Actually? <laughs> mm. Maybe they'll just keep adding on until it gets more and more convoluted. That's kind of what happens in the Saw franchise. Like, I don't want to keep comparing these franchises, but it's fun. Um, I feel like these are the only horror series that were relevant in the early 2000s, aside from just, like, remaking Freddy and Jason and then making them fight each other. Same with, like, the grudge and stuff, too, though. Yeah, those, that's true. Those movies were yeah. rebooted mm, yeah. from the Japanese originals. Uh, yeah. So there's, um, one of the things I did notice is, like, I feel like there's definitely a budget increase for this, just purely for special effects. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a lot more explosions and cars crashing and stuff. Oh, that car crash. The entire first sequence. Yeah, that was Yeah, that was brutal. Way crazy. It made me really stressed because I was in a car accident like a few months ago and it wasn't bad at all. Like no one was hurt or anything, but like I don't know. Ever since then I've been really anxious about car accidents. And so that was really stressful. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. Not I wasn't in a car accident, and watching this was also super stressful for me because it sucked. Yeah, all about that sucked. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there. so like the whole thing starts because there's this big truck with all these logs strapped to it, but they're not strapped on good enough, and they all just fall, and like some of them go through the cars and impale people, and and some of the cars crash into them. There's like stuff exploding and cars crashing into other cars, and like it must have taken ages to coordinate all of this and do all the stunt work and stuff. I don't know how that was made, but I'm sure it must have taken a long time. Yeah, I I would expect most of the, not most, but a huge chunk of the budget to just be that sequence, which yeah. was super complicated also. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the first, like, actual death of the of our little lineup of main characters here is this poor guy who has won the lottery. They make a point to be like, oh, wow, you're really lucky. You won the lottery and then you avoided being in this giant car accident. So he goes home with his brand new iMac and all this stuff he's bought and he starts frying up some mozzarella sticks in a frying pan, which I've never done before, but I guess it works. 
and uh, oh, what else happens in the scene? There's like so much going on in the scene. He puts on he puts on a watch and a ring that he just bought, and he drops the ring into his yeah. like garbage disposal. There's a microwave and so he too. In. Oh, there's yeah, and the and he spaghetti. Put, like, he tosses spaghetti out the window onto the street because he he's a trashy man. And then he mm-hmm. puts leftover ch- like chicken chow mein or something into the microwave, but a magnet has like fallen into the noodles, and so he's microwaving a magnet, and it starts sparking. And so that's happening, and then his mozzarella sticks catch fire, and then um, his hand is stuck in the garbage then, disposal. Yeah, his hand is stuck in the garbage disposal because he reaches all the way in with his watch on, so he can't pull it out because the watch is in the way. And then and so, all of this is happening, and then like he somehow is able to like get free, and like his apartment's on fire because of the. Oh, yeah, he, like, throws the mozzarella sticks on the floor because that's, like, the only thing he can do to get it off the stove. Um, so now his apartment's on fire and shit's sparking and everything's catching more on fire. And so he he finally pulls his arm out and is able to, like, get the watch off. And so he, um, he, like, runs around the apartment trying to figure out a way to get out and, like, all of his windows are open and then suddenly they all shut on him because death is like haha bitch (laughs) and then then so like he can't open his windows anymore and so he grabs a chair and like breaks his window open and then he like climbs out of his um his window and down like the emergency stairs or whatever is on the side of the the building and as he's climbing down the building explodes because Uh (laughs) the microwave explodes and then he's climbing down, and then he, like, slips and falls, um, and then he, like, falls to the ground, and then he takes a step, and he falls into his spaghetti, and he slips and falls backwards, and then the ladder starts falling down towards his face, and then it stops for a second, and then he's like, whew, that could have been bad, and then immediately it, like, falls right into his eyeball, and, like, crushes his skull Ugh. and his eye and his brain and it's <laughs> so, so that gross it, this one <laughs> specifically is very much the entirety of the first movie yeah yeah it was so chain of events convoluted there was a fire like every single thing that could have happened in the first movie happened in this single death uh-huh it was wild yeah and then after that, they're like, okay, time for the new movie. Time for different <laughs> death. That that death reminded me a lot of the teacher in the last one. Yeah. Just because there was a lot yeah. of just random convoluted stuff happening in a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, a lot of moving parts. So yeah. who dies next? It's Do we remember? The son. <laughs> next. The son. Okay, the stuff the at the son. dentist. Oh, I love oh, yeah. this one. Do you want to tell it, Ray? Yeah, this is the one. So I've seen this movie before. Apparently, I'm the expert on Final Destination 2. Yeah, we haven't the three seen it us. before. Me, me and Kyla haven't seen it before. Uh, and this one, uh, this death specifically is a lot of anxiety for me just because of how they set it up. Um, So this, I don't even know his name. The son and his mom go to the dentist. The son goes in. Uh, They do 
the the dentist is there like doing stuff with the teeth. I'm not watching the movie, by the way. I'm looking at other things because I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I and hate this franchise. Somehow you decided you wanted to come back for to to watch. <laughs> I I think I was forced to come back. <laughs> yeah, we we jigsaw forced you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, do you want to play a game? We're gonna make you watch Final Destination again. Yeah, um, my podcasts are behind my eye socket, and in order to get them, I have to do this episode of the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, the sun uh, is being operated on by the dentist, but pigeons keep attacking the window to the dentist's room. Uh, meanwhile, Kimberly is having visions about pigeons, so we're like, oh no, the bird's gonna, he, the birds are gonna distract the dentist, and he's gonna get stabbed in the mouth and die. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, instead, the dentist goes away, leaves anesthetic and stuff on. Also, like, the fish tank malfunctions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that do? It, like, I, so I forgot. It's fish tank shock or something, right? Like, it drips. So the, so the fish tank starts acting up, um, and it leaks onto the electrical outlet, and it causes an out- a power outage, and so... One of the tanks, um, it's like the laughing gas is like um, nitrogen or something plus oxygen, and the oxygen tank gets turned off. So like he's right. only getting the nitrogen, and then he starts choking on a fish. Yeah, what? this is the uh, weirdest a part. A fish hanging. <laughs> a fi- This one. This is why this is my, one of my favorite deaths. A fish hanging on a mobile above the dentist's chair. Which why would you do that? falls into his mouth and he can't move and do anything so he's trying to push this rubber fish out of his mouth and we're like oh he's gonna choke and die nope the nurse assist the dentist assistant comes and takes it out and that's he's fine the dentist is fine he's fine he they walk out they walk outside kimberly and the copper they're like the pigeons are gonna kill you (laughs) Uh, and then he starts running towards them and a bunch of pigeons fly around and cause a giant glass pane to snap and fall on him and kill him instantly. Literally, it flattens him like a pancake. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It literally, like, they show him flattened because it's Final Destination. They're going to show you all the gore they can. And Mm -hmm. it literally looks like ragdoll physics in the middle of, like... I don't know, like some like uh, 3D model simulator. It literally just looks like someone turned on, uh, like no, like the simulator part without doing the ricking, and so like he just like rag dolls and dies. Yeah, it it was wild. It was brutal, but it was mm-hmm. kind of funny also. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really funny. So yeah, that's one of my favorite deaths because it seriously fakes you out until the very end. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, so the next one is his mom, which like we kind of know she's gonna be next. Um, and at this point, police, Mister Policeman, and what was her name? I just blinked out. Girl, Kimberly. Yeah, Kimberly. Kim- Clear. Yeah. Um, they call a meeting at the apartment building, and they're trying to like get together with everyone and tell them like, hey, this is happening, and there's a specific order. Oh, they've also tracked down Clearwaters, right? Like. In this time, oh yes, yeah. mm-hmm. the only survivor of the the plane yeah. crash from the first one. So because Alex unfortunately died by a brick, <laughs> which is a yeah, bad way to go. A brick, f- a brick fell onto his head and killed him. Which 
That's like the most mundane way to go, but I'm sure if they had filmed anything like it, it would have been like the most convoluted shit ever. But oh, sure. it literally just said a brick fell on him. Yeah. <laughs> so. And we're all left to think how. <laughs> yeah. So they've done a lot of stuff and they figured out that the order is going backwards somehow. So like, I don't know. It's too much to apply my brain power to but it's there's too much. still a, an order in which they're dying. It's just different from how the last movie was. The logic of, de- of death is uh, non-existent in yeah, these films. Pretty much. I mean, then Tony Todd tells them, like, maybe the creation of new life would be able to stop the cycle of death. So they're trying to find the pregnant lady because they're like, oh, maybe if she has her baby, then, like, we'll stop dying. And they can't find her, of course, because for some reason the Mr. Policeman didn't get her information and in the meantime <laughs> they Police. all yeah they all have a meeting and uh ev- most of the people understandably are like this is crazy and um the mother and motorcycle man leave and there's an elevator which has already been set up to be like kind of a broken elevator like the the thing that's supposed to stop the doors from closing on someone doesn't work of course yeah and so mm-hmm. another character gets like a premonition that a man with hooks is going to end up killing someone. So when these two leave, they get into the elevator and there's a man holding a box of mannequin arms that have hooks on the end of them. Being super creepy. Because why not? Yeah, he's he's like sniffing the lady's hair. Yeah, he starts sniffing her hair and being and, a like, creep. So like for the, for a second, the other I just, guy that's in there is like just watching him do it and giving him like ugly looks, but he's like not doing anything to stop that from happening. And like for a second, I thought he was just gonna turn out to be a serial killer, and like that's how she yeah. was gonna die. Yeah. But no, they call her to tell her that she's gonna be killed by a man with hooks. So she bends over to pick up her phone, which she drops. Her hair gets caught in one of his hooks. And because, like, she caught him being creepy to her earlier... Or no, it's because they told her, like, a man with hooks is gonna kill you. She's like, oh, get away from me. And she yanks away from him. As the door opens, ends up getting stuck in the elevator. And, like, the elevator starts going to a different floor. And, like, her head's, like, sticking Mm. out of it. Her head is stuck. Yeah. And so, like, she's being pulled upwards by the elevator. And she just ends up eventually getting decapitated, but it happens really slowly, and it's terrible. And the poor yeah, motorcycle guy is just, like, traumatized, having to watch all this happen. Yeah, he's, like, trying to, like, push her head out of the um, the doors while she's still alive, because, like, her head is stuck, and so, like, he's, like, trying to push her through the elevator doors so that she's not stuck anymore, and, like, she's just so... Like, the the doors are closed on her so hard that, like, you can't really do anything about it. So he's just kind of, like, screaming and crying while this is happening. And it's just really kind of hard to watch. And and it's not even even because, like, it's a gruesome death. Because out of all of these, it's not really all that gruesome. But it's just really hard to watch because people are screaming and crying. and, And, you know, seeing the reactions of people is worse, in my opinion, than, like, Mm -hmm. the act itself. With, yeah, and in addition to that, like, right before all that, she's like, my husband died, 
my son just died. If it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go. And then this happens, and right before she dies, she says, I don't want to die, and she's freaking out, and it sucks. It yeah, sucks so it, it much. It does suck. It sucks real bad. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's <sighs> painful. And so then he, like, tries to kill himself with a gun after he gets out of the elevator, and... He, it, the gun, they they reveal it's, like, totally loaded later on, but, like, he's trying to shoot himself and, like, it doesn't fire, like, six times in a row. So, <laughs> they're like, it's keeping him here, and so, like, he can't die on his own terms, and that's even more sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was really a bummer. Yeah, yeah, like death death's not ready for you yet. You have to wait. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh what who's next after that? There's a lot of stuff before the next death happens, yeah. isn't the, there? The next one was just like bam bam like really fast, it seems like. Was the next one the two for one? Yeah. I they're... think so, because they get in the car crash. Yeah. There's Yeah, because they all realize that they cheated death before because of the the whole um airplane crash thing that's convoluted still and so they get in a car crash and who was it uh um oh it was businesswoman yeah yeah she gets stuck in the car yeah so like yeah they like go through a farm and they run into a bunch of pipes and like one of the pipes is like right behind her head and like almost stabs through her really sharp Mm -hmm. and this big giant tree branch has like gone through the car and she's stuck so they have to wait for the police to get there um Mm -hmm. motorcycle man got his lung punctured so like he's taken off to the hospital uh uh, meanwhile the pregnant lady who was arrested because mr policeman fabricated that she stole a van so that he could find her and like get her to help them um, mm-hmm. so she's in jail, but she starts to have her baby, so the police take her to the hospital to have her baby, and, um, Kimberly is convinced that this lady's gonna drown in the lake, because she gets a premonition about someone drowning in a lake, and, like, I don't know, there's just a lot happening at once. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, so they're, they've been in an accident, and all this other starts, starts happening, the news shows up. I don't even what all there's like an oil leak. Yeah, because the news van hits a rock when it parks. Yeah. And like all the pipes just so happen to line up that it like carries it underneath the car that's that business lady is stuck in. Um, I this movie is so like fast that I don't even remember most of what is going on in this scene. Yeah, yeah, me it's neither. Like, well, she's stuck in there, and she's like, "Get me out fast!" And they're trying to help her. So when they show up to like cut open the car door, she keeps telling him like, "Be careful with that!" And I guess he cuts something wrong, and the airbag goes off, which like pushes her head back, and she gets stabbed on one of the pipes that's stuck in her seat. Yep. And uh, she drops her cigarette, which ignites all the oil that leads up to the news truck. The news truck explodes and sends a barbed wire fence flying, which, like, cuts through the drug man and cuts him into three pieces. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> just reminds me of the um, Monster Factory. It's like, oh my god, it's just meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because the, the physics of the CGI in that is just so nasty watching this man get cut into pieces but it's really funny also just because it's like really jiggly yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah it wasn't good it's kind of funny because it's unexpected i guess it's like that uncomfortable kind of funny yeah because like the way the characters die is always the way you least expect it mm-hmm. i guess given the scenario mm-hmm. which is weird but anyway yeah so policeman and Kimberly race off to the hospital and she has another premonition that a nurse is going to strangle someone and oh, there's so much happening at the hospital too I like I can't keep it straight um. yeah it's it's really hard to like remember what all is going on in this movie because there's just so much okay so okay so we're at the hospital now Right? Yes. We've lost most of the people. Eugene Motorcycle Man is in a room. Yes. Alone. And he's hooked up to a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Death comes and wires snap and things happen and it's bad. But we'll get to that later. Um. Meanwhile, the pregnant lady is having her baby. And they're trying to stop the doctor from strangling... <laughs> Her, I guess. I <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Um, and they stop her, but the baby's born, and everyone's like, "Oh, we did it! We saved, we saved everyone. Death is isn't gonna come after us." And then Kimberly has another vision, and then Clear's trying to find Eugene, and she she finds his room, but the door is closed, and like, was there like? oxygen inside yeah so like, um, what caused the explosion <laughs> one of the that was really confusing to me something was like leaking and i don't know honestly yeah i don't something like, the, happened the, in the room <laughs> so the oxygen like unhooked from him for some reason because the the thing that the tanks were on was like moving out the door or something and so when they unhooked, the emergency battery turned on because it also like got unhooked from the the like wall a little bit, and so like I I'm not hundred <laughs> percent sure on this, but I know but I know because the emergency battery turned on um, that it was pumping oxygen. However, when Clear opened the door, she hit something and it, like, triggered the, uh, a spark to happen when, like, it pulled the thing all the way out of the wall. And so, like, the room was full of oxygen, and so when that thing got pulled out of the wall, it caused, like, an explosion. Right, and that killed Eugene and Clear. Yeah. (laughs) Another two-for-one, apparently. Yep. They really like coupons in this movie. Yeah, they're really cheap on this one. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then that's kind of all. Well, there's one other death at the end here, but Kimberly finally puts her visions together, 
and realizes that she has to die and then come back to life. So that's what the doctor was for. That's what the van drowning part was for. The the strangling... The the nurse strangling someone was the, the doctor trying to resuscitate her from death. And so Kimberly drowns herself in an ambulance. Uh, the policeman saves her, and then the doctor resuscitates her, and they cheat death. The end! The end! The then they go to end. a barbecue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, someone dies at the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, that's like a really comical death. I don't because they don't even explain how it happens. It's just kind of there for the shock factor. Yeah. The, um, the the barbecue is with the farmer's family that they were with earlier in the movie. That their car crashed on this property, and at one point, one of the characters had pulled their son away from a falling tree or something. And so at the yeah. end, the son can't escape death, and he blows up in the background, and his arm lands on the table. Yeah, And it's funny. It is kind of funny. It is really funny, because, like, the, the arm looks super fake, and then the mom's screaming, like, ah, ah, ah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the movie reminding us that this is just a movie, and it's okay, because, like, people were probably traumatized after the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, the first one also ended with a, a a slightly comical giant sign hitting somebody, question mark? I think his name Did is Carter. Happen? Yeah, Carter yeah. died at that place. Right. So yeah, that happened. Yep. <laughs> My branding is just going to be talking about people dying in unexpected weird ways, isn't it? Yes, I mean, I'm that- sorry. That's most horror movies, but this one especially. This one takes it up to 10, <laughs> though. Like, I I really want to <laughs> yeah. meet the people who wrote this, because, like, it's kind of genius the... in a way, like, the amount mm-hmm. of setup, but I'm also, like, a part of me is like, are, are you okay? Are you... Do you yeah. need to talk? <laughs> uh, it's... I, I do enjoy the concept of these movies, but I am very squeamish. Uh, and the anxiety from all the build-up and setup really gets to me. Um, but I I like this one. I think that it, it's the one I'm most familiar with. I saw it growing up, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to watch it. But I did anyway. And compared to the first one, I think the deaths are a bit more out out of left field this time mm-hmm. like they were in the first one right like sometimes somebody just got hit by a bus surprisingly but i don't know this one just hits different than the than the first one yeah yeah i think this one made me feel more anxious than the first one even though i'd agree that the deaths are like way more out of left field um i think the the writers really reveled in the setup more i guess mm-hmm. there's like a lot yeah. more build-up there's a lot more fake outs too in this one yeah yeah but yeah, I think the suspense Ugh. is really well constructed. Like I, I had fun watching it. It definitely made me really anxious. But I had, it was like the I don't know. It's still in the way that I was having fun. Yeah. Hmm. When we when we were all just talking about and be like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. I was fine. <laughs> but when we were all quiet because we didn't know when someone was gonna die, that was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And that happened a lot. 
uh, in this one. Yeah, these are the horror movie equi- equivalents to Rube Goldberg machines. They really so. are. I, are they funny movies? It's kind funny of, me. sometimes. I mean, there's... They're, they're really... Like, the setup is really suspenseful, but, like, once something happens, it's, like, kind of funny. Yeah, see? That kid, like, ragdolling was funny. Yeah, see, someone <laughs> almost died because he choked on a fake fish in a dentist's office is kind of funny to yeah. me. <laughs> That's true, that one was wild. And then, um, what what's his nuts at the very end just explodes and his arm lands on his mom's plate. Like, barbecue's ready. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is, but there is true, like, discomfort, and I think they actually go really hard on the psychological trauma that it takes on the characters, which does kind of make me sad. I guess that's part Mm -hmm. of the reason why it's so suspenseful, because I honestly don't want these people to die. Even if I barely know them, I just, I know that they have trauma because they've watched their friends die, and, like, that makes me sad, so I instantly am like, oh, no, I don't want anything else bad to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, pl- poor Clear, whose arc finishes from the first movie, who, she decides to isolate herself and shut everyone out so that there's no outside factors affecting her and her life. So she she voluntarily goes to, um, uh, what what was it? Uh, uh, it's just a mental this? hospital. Yeah, yeah. And she's just there, and she's decided to shut everyone out. And, like, this is the effects of seeing all her friends and loved ones die. And then Kimberly comes and says, you're a coward. And I'm like, that's kind of rude, Kimberly. Yeah, Yeah. no, like, if it was her choice to be in there to, like, keep herself from dying, then, like, she's not a coward. (laughs) Right. But also Kimberly has been through a lot of trauma and is trying to sort things out and it's fresh for her. So I can see where she's coming from, too. And she pulls Clear out of this state and Clear decides to help the new group try to fight off death. And it doesn't work out for her, unfortunately. Nope, because Clear explodes. Clear explodes, and I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad she's gone. I yeah. was kind of hoping she would carry through. She was really likable. I yeah. think hopefully we still have Tony Todd, though. I'm like yep. banking on that. I do think from IMDb, it's just kind of confirmed that he's in all of them. Good. We need. That's we cool. need something consistent. Yeah, aside from the idea of death. Yeah. I mean, he's our he is our embodiment of death essentially. Like the the caretaker of death, but eh. we got to see him rip a nipple piercing out of that dude that died first the, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was, was fun. That was interesting. Yeah. He had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of like I'm trying to wrap my head around like what exactly these movies are saying about death because i don't think that the movies themselves really take it too seriously but like there is this underlying theme of like oh no matter what you do you can't escape death and like i don't know it's both true and not true to me i guess it it's playing with this idea right that death uh is um Death is more than just a concept, but is an actual, like, being uh, that is that has agency, right? Yeah. 
And obviously we don't see like a character portrayed death. The closest thing we get to that is our good friend, uh, the mortician friends friend. And other than that, we don't get to see the, a character of death, but we see forces like the wind and things like playing against the characters. And the movies are suggesting that no matter what, like this, Im- the embodiment of death is there and it's part of a natural order question mark yeah i don't know i feel like they're just kind of experimenting with the idea of like oh what if the grim reaper was real and he's mad yeah (laughs) this time he's fucking pissed (laughs) that's probably the grim reaper made a mistake yeah and now he's trying to clean up his mess yeah yeah that's a good way that's kind of what they say isn't it I kind of want to see, like, the behind the scenes of these movies, and if it's just, like, the Grim Reaper agency, and one Grim Reaper messes up by, like, giving someone a premonition on accident, and it just keeps happening. (laughs) 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 And he's like, oh, god damn it, I did it again. And so, like, he has to, like, go and try kill all these people he was supposed to kill the first time, and um, it just keeps happening i'm trying to imagine like, like a it. good omens type scenario where there's like i don't know what the yeah. opposite of a grim reaper would mm. be i guess like a guardian angel or something and there's like these two characters that are both like competing and that and then the the guardian angel is the one providing the premonitions yeah 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 because what is providing the premonitions right yeah because yeah. like if death intends for them to die then like it wouldn't also give them premonitions is it just messing with them? Maybe. Death that is sucks. just bored and, and having a fun time. It's like, I'm going to kill you eventually, but I'm going to make you think you have a chance. <laughs> the gu- the guardian angel just, like, messing with this Grim Reaper's, like, plans because he, like, they're bored and they don't know what to do anymore. Because, like, no no one, like, really thinks about guardian angels anymore or something and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I kind of want this movie now. I do, too. <laughs> I want to explore the ramifications of death and, and the forces, the actual personification of death. <laughs> death messed up. Now it's up to a guardian angel to, to, to make sure that that stays. Gosh. I don't. This movie messed with me. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> I feel that it's my I brain mean, is it, just. It is an odd scrambled. movie. <laughs> I feel like my brain's just been like shaking around along with all the car crashes and explosions and stuff. <laughs> I think we're just kind of meant to just experience it and not think about it too much. Aside from like thinking about the real world fears of oh this could happen to me but they really can't yeah yeah i mean freak freak accidents do happen but they're not as frequent as in these movies and there's definitely not some kind of heavy symbolism to them right yeah well i don't know marty you could fall in an escalator and those things can actually kill you and i think that's very symbolic about i don't know (laughs) <laughs> about <laughs> our outlook on life <laughs> I told you about the stairs bro I told you dog <laughs> oh so hmm 
I'm trying to think of anything else we could talk about. We could play a game, because I don't think any of us have seen the third Saw. Or, no, not Saw. Sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> they said, might as well be I, Saw movie. I, I, they might as well be. I said, let's Wait, play are... a game, and then it just immediately made me think of <laughs> Saw. Um, <laughs> are we about to mock footage Final Destination 3 right here, right now? We should. I think, we should. Yes. I think this is a good idea. We haven't seen the third Final <laughs> Destination, so I think we should just take a guess. Yes. Okay. What's our Okay, so we have we've seen two Final Destination movies, right? Mm-hmm. We know the premise. What um what is the big event this time? I know in one of the movies it's a roller coaster, but I think that's 4 or 5. I'm pretty sure it's not number 3. Um We already got a plane crash, so I think 9/11 is out of the question. <laughs> Yikes. Uh <laughs> is there a boat sinking cuz we have like p- planes, cars, um, boat or like an earthquake maybe it's Ooh. a train this time a train okay i like your thinking Ooh, train i like train okay <laughs> all right um i think it's, our main it's probably gonna be the subway let's say it's subway okay they did mention a subway in this they one. did that makes sense mm, um so hints. do we think it's gonna be in any way connected to these two aside from tony todd or is it gonna be like completely different characters and like no other references i think every time they're probably they probably should bring back one character to like do the like oh we we went through this before and now all this other stuff is happening blah 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 so i think kimberly should come back in the next one okay kimberly's back in the next one but she's um, not like she's not like clear. She just really does not want to help. But like she just keeps being dragged around. <laughs> she just keeps getting pulled into the situations against her will. Yeah. Okay. So we have Is she the main character or is somebody else having premonitions this time again? It's it's a different person. She's just one of the extra people that are trying to help solve this. Okay, Kyle. We're naming him Kyle. Has a premonition. Kyle. That he gets on the subway, and he and his girlfriend are gonna die because what happens on subways? Like, <laughs> like a cave in? Maybe something caves in? I don't know. There's an earthquake yeah. that caves it in, and they crash. Maybe someone tries to commit suicide on the tracks, and because of that, the body throws the train a little bit off the track. And uh, it tilts and throws people to the side, and like the train crashes off the track. And then and one of explodes. the pieces, <laughs> and then one of the pieces unhooks, and like that train like flips and does a thing oh, and kills yeah. somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Like one of the bystanders who's waiting at the next stop. And oh, then gosh. there could be an alien living in the subway <laughs> that is like a big giant worm, and it eats people it eats the back of the train i was wondering and... when the series would have aliens <laughs> well and... <laughs> i'm i'm making a minute black reference uh-huh. <laughs> there's like okay this this is weird but like when i was a kid i used to have dreams about worms eating me all the time and then i saw men in black too and then i was like oh god they're real for like a really long time when i was <laughs> oh, little no. so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the tremor worms used to uh, um, to invade my brain as a child, and so I figured I should bring them into this movie franchise. 
Okay, so they're here now. They're the agents of death, right? We actually get to see a personification (laughs) of death. The personification of death is indeed the trimmer worms. (laughs) And they're here to make sure everybody dies. (laughs) Yes. But instead of just eating everyone, they cause convoluted little things to happen. Of course. (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. Am I even a fever dream? What's happening? Yes. I don't... I don't understand anything anymore. <laughs> anyway, the the rest of the movie is they try to escape death. They all die in weird ways. What's one weird way they die? Let's just name one. Hmm. Let's let's make a a Rube Goldberg death trap. Ooh, okay. Um someone's leg gets caught in a bear trap and um they have to gnaw their leg off because they're stuck in the okay, woods. Okay, this is a saw. This is saw. <laughs> Uh, what but if, they, okay. they get out and they have to limp to a cottage, but inside is Shia LaBeouf. No! <laughs> oh, and no. Shia LaBeouf kills him. Marty! Marty! <laughs> Marty, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I'm just making references to memes at this point. Lur- lurking in the shadows, Shia LaBeouf. Actually, cannibal Shia LaBeouf. So I oh, shy surprise it was him the whole time he was death. I would believe Turns that out Shia LaBeouf is also a trimmer's one. I would believe that too. It's I... going deeper. Oh so my I... god. I do like the bear trap. I'm gonna like jump off of that and say what if the bear trap was in a museum? Because like when I think subway, I think like New York, right? So like maybe they're at yeah. the Natural History Museum and like some idiot climbs into a, a an exhibit and gets caught in a bear trap and then all this weird stuff happens with like the mannequins or I don't know. Yeah, like there's a deer and he like gets caught kind of like the hook thing. an animatronic deer and he's stuck and the deer turns its head and like its horns like stab into his face. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The big Easter Island head falls on someone. (laughs) Now we're just (laughs) making Night at the Museum. The museum comes to life. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. <laughs> There's a tablet that makes all the inana- inanimate objects kill people. Yeah. Ben Stiller is revealed to actually be a serial killer. Oh my god. <laughs> I like how we're just pitching other movies. What? Oh, this is the effect I have on people. Weird things just happen when I'm around. Are you the personification of death? Or like... I am a self-proclaimed chaos god is the problem. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I my so okay, so a little fun side story about me. Uh me and some friends are under the belief that my secret like superpower is just causing entropy wherever I go. Just like a little bit of chaos just gets seeped in there. And having this conversation, we have gone through like four different movie franchises. <laughs> and I'm not even the one who said it. <laughs> No, it was me. <laughs> I gotta be a silly Billy in this episode. That's fair. We've earned it. Because I'm here making sure that chaos is sewn into the episode. Yeah, you're just you're just like a presence that I just have to get silly around. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's also a thing I do to people. I'm sorry. No, you're you don't have to apologize. We appreciate it. We welcome the chaos here at Netflix and Kill. I've, I've been getting silly all week. <laughs> I just felt like I needed to bring it. 
this episode too. Yeah. Well, the first half of this episode was like super heavy and all about death. Now we're just goofing. I have I have to relieve the pressure. That's that's good. But there should be. I was thinking like right after this ended, I was like, there should be some sort of like aftercare for like horror movies. There really should be. I mean, I guess there can like, be a like a good. I don't know. Sometimes talk to your friends. Mm, I think a good uh, aftercare for a horror movie would be to listen to the podcast Netflix and Kill hey. on the Lunar Light Studio Network. Yeah, there's a bunch of s- silly ass mofos on that <laughs> podcast <laughs> making jokes sure. about everything. Uh, so speaking <laughs> of Lunar Light Studio, right? What are some other podcasts that our listeners might want to listen to if they're feeling a little bit stressed? If you're feeling a little bit stressed, you might want to listen to the podcast Mock Footage on the Lunar Light Studio Network. It's a podcast I host with my friend Joe. He's guested on this podcast before, um, where somehow you might this you might not believe this, but I, I don't watch a lot of movies. So I make up a plot to a movie, and then we watch the movie, and then we see if I got anything right. And it's a very fun, silly time, and it's mostly to make sure... That you can share your favorite media with your friends instead of shaming people for not watching things. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a good fun time all around. I quite like the alien episode. Just alien? Not aliens or alien resurrection? I mean, I I liked all of them, but like alien was like my favorite one out of all of those. That was a good one. I think at this Uh, point you've seen more alien movies than I have now. Yeah, me too. I've only seen the first two. I'm a self-proclaimed alien fan now. Yeah. That's wild. I also have a couple other podcasts on the network. Uh, There's one called Deck of Friendship that I do with Marble and Mars, where we watch anime, and then we talk goofs. That's it. I can't explain it any more than that. The other one is Gaming New Horizons that I do with Joe and Terrence, where we talk about video games in a casual setting and make sure that people feel safe uh, to talk about video games in any manner that they want as long as it doesn't hurt others because gaming is for everyone. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah. yeah. I'm going, while you're here, I'm going to go ahead and plug your Twitch channel also um, Ah! because if you tune in on Mondays, you might be able to hear me and Ray play through Hollow Knight. Well, Ray's playing. I'm just giving... Silly commentary about bugs. Yep, making I guess sure that I don't one go of those in. episodes too. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's a, at twitch.tv forward slash LRA13. Uh, that's Hollow Knight on Mondays with Kai and sometimes Marty. There anything else we want to plug? Um, just our social media, the regular. You can find us on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. And you can find Lunar Light Studio at Lunar Light HQ or on their website, LunarLightStudio.com. Um, we have a lot of really awesome podcasts, and we're growing all the time. And if you want to pitch us your podcast, we are soon going to have an easier way for you to do that. So stay tuned. Um, you can find me on Twitter at FrostyTheR0Bot. Um, I've taken a complete 180 from talking about Spider-Man. He's still... And Doc Ock, and there's still love in my heart for them, but right now I'm uh, making memes about Chris McLean from Total Drama Island on there. <laughs> you know, Your problematic gay favorite. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you just have to make Chris McLean memes, okay? Um, yeah. 
I, you gotta two, you know sometimes your vibes are rancid and you have to make memes about it two <laughs> actors from total drama were in the saw franchise so it works yeah there's a connection so, um, it is on brand yep <laughs> we we might even have to go into that a little bit sooner we or might later. have to go we might yeah. um <laughs> they're very similar they are franchises. very similar <laughs> <laughs> and they share actors that's wild still that wraps us up are there any final thoughts um stan tony todd yes um yes these movies are crazy and i'll I'll be uh, back (laughs) i love i love y'all oh i love you (laughs) i'm sure you'll see me for final destination three if we live until at some point Stay alive and may your nightmares be plentiful. <laughs>